What up? It's your boy, Ilwin. You are now listening to the No Tea, No Shade Show. We got a jam-packed show for you. But first, you know we had to get into the fire tunes, right? Tap in with your boy. Let's go! Me and my partners on the radio is super live. Cranking up the tunes, they gon' bang us on the east side. First I play the jam, so you turn up, Illy, get it lit. When it hit the speakers, if you twerking, boo, don't quit. Hold up to the club real slow, with the lights off. Dancing on the table, if you sweating, take your top off. Brothers at the bar, sipping, passing that Hennessy. All she want for her birthday is goose egg. How you figure? I ain't pimping, they be jocking me. I ball hard, they wanna kick it like a soccer team. Like a pose, getting cheese, they ain't stopping me. Step out fresh, haters press, cause the team. What's poppin'? Welcome to the No Tea, No Shade Show. I am your host, Daria. My pronouns are he, him, his. And if you're new here, the No Tea, No Shade program is a culturally diverse LGBTQ music show with entertainment, interviews, and informative conversations. First of all, I would like to introduce the other host of the show. What's up, y'all? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? How y'all feeling this week? I'm feeling good. I feel like I'm ready for the weekend and I'm just trying to stay focused, you know, just trying to get a lot of things done. How you feeling? I'm feeling like I want to play in traffic, but the week is almost over. So I'm just going to let Jesus take the wheel child or carry underwood <laughs> hey what man about, what about you jay facts i'm doing good i'm happy to be here with y'all tonight so you know i'm enjoying the day yes 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 so we can just get things started and we start our show with the queer excellence say their name segment and this week we're going to give the queer excellence to Coleman Domingo. He's actually on the cover of The Advocate right now. He starred in a lot of movies you might have seen, and he's LGBTQ. And I think he's a really good actor. And the fact that he's on The Advocate and he's open it out, I thought it would be dope to recognize him. I definitely agree. I, I'm so happy that we chose him, especially someone with a big name like that, that's LGBT and out. So I definitely have to show mad love and to respect to him. Definitely seeing across the board, Mr. Coleman. Yes, Mr. Coleman. Um, definitely want to give you all my support. And I'm happy to see you doing your thing. You know, big ups to you and keep making history literally yes 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 keep representing and that brings us to the say their name segment tiffany thomas a 38 year old black transgender woman was killed on april 24th in dallas texas tiffany is being remembered as someone who has a big heart who was funny and stayed laughing and who was also stylish tiffany 
Thomas. Say their name. Desaya Monet, a 32-year-old Black transgender woman, was fatally shot in Chicago, Illinois on September 6th. The epidemic of violence plaguing the transgender community, particularly Black transgender women, is appalling, said Tori Cooper, HRC's Director of Community Engagement for the Transgender Justice Initiative. It is often the results of a toxic combination of transphobia, racism, and misogyny. Desaya Monet. Say their names. Rest in peace to those who were killed by tragic violence. Definitely rest in peace. God be with you, with your family at this time. Yes. To lighten things up, we're going to hop in the tea room. So, put on your shady boots. Yeah. Let's okay, get dirty. Okay. Wow. Let's do this. So, we in the tea room now. We got on our shady boots, and we about to get into the mess, child. First up, we have Onika Mirage, a.k.a. Nicki Minaj. She put out some tweets about the vaccine, and she has some hesitation, and it just caused well, not some hesitation, some reservations about the vaccine. And it just caused this shitstorm of backlash. And um, Joy Reid from MSNBC says she was discouraging people, her audience, to get vaccinated. A lot of people came out um, to really bash her about what she was saying. But I feel like there's a lot of people that feel similar to her that aren't getting the vaccine for the same reasons. And it, it's just I feel like it's a good conversation because all this COVID stuff is going on and we are in a literal pandemic right now. And I wanted to see what y'all thought about that. OK, um, so I personally feel like it's no reason for anybody to be bashing her for, um, I guess, pretty much speaking her opinion. It's a lot of people out here who feel how they feel about being vaccinated and actually pushing people to be vaccinated. But you don't really hear um, anybody saying anything negatively about them because I feel like with where society is, where this vaccine thing is where a lot of people want to be able to travel and do a whole bunch of other stuff that is being mandated by this vaccine. So I understand her perspective and her reservations because I have my own reservations, um, but I also do understand the other side as well where people are like you know it's science and all of this stuff but even reading the article where it says that a lot of black people has had a continuous uh, amount of distrust with science and you know things like that because they have made black people test dummies and lab rats a lot like even in our hometown where they were polluting our water, like in our city, and didn't tell anybody to two years afterwards where they did these tests in this specific environment where this specific type of people 
live because it's considered rural. So I do understand her feelings um, about that. I don't think that it's right for people to bash her for vocally having even the bravery to to have a platform that big and speak on it. I don't think that she was necessarily influencing people to say, hey, this is what I think, so you should too. I do know that she kind of has that persona sometimes where she does have the influence to tell motherfuckers what to do and they do it like we know the Barb's has done a lot of attacking. So, but I don't think that she's necessarily saying you need to do with your health what I'm doing with my health. Like even reading, she was thinking about her being a new mom and, you know, taking these precautions and not even attending the Met Gala. So I think it's a lot to consider. And even her saying that, you know, fairly in the future, she may be vaccinated, you know, whatever. So I just think that people should allow her to express herself without totally bashing her because she's not saying anything wrong. Excuse me. She's not saying anything wrong besides where she's at with it right now. And I think that is totally genuine and honest of her to do that so i i definitely have to see her and agree with you on that one um i feel like it's definitely fucked up that you know she's being bashed for her opinion how she feels like from what the whole media tried to spin it to be really it's the part that pissed me off the most because she was just stating like hey you know, I don't feel comfortable right now for it, but maybe in the future, I will. I just want to do my research as a human being on what's going on. <clears throat> you know, this is something new. Just like how it took a long time to get the flu vaccine just right, same goes with this. So, you know, as much as I'm not the biggest fan of Nikki, but I got to definitely commend her 100% for standing on her own and definitely going after the media as well and going to fuck off about them misconstruing her words. I'm really disappointed in the media. I'm not surprised, but to see that in real time of them misquoting her, if you're going to be a journalist and you're going to tell a story, I feel like you should put it all out there and not just paint a black woman as a villain for clicks and views, no matter how you feel about her persona, I think that is doing a disservice to people. Like, I think it it becomes a bigger issue than just Nicki Minaj when you misquote people like that and try to villainize them for just sharing their truth. And this is coming from somebody who has been vaccinated. And I do work at KFAI, Fresh Air Community Radio, in the Twin Cities on 90.3 FM and around the world at KFAI.org. And I, even with me having that position, I learned a lot about the vaccine that I didn't know and getting information and getting educated on it. And if anything, I think when people have reservations, you should just let them know um, the statistics that you are aware of and what the vaccine actually entails instead of villainize them for having reservations. But um, I agree with both of y'all. Moving on. Have y'all seen a Billboard Hot 100 charts lately? They're hot as man. Child. Drake, the Drake charts. 
<laughs> you can take that one. You're winning. You you have fair game with that. Um, I just think it's interesting that Drake is like basically the top ten. So shout out to light skin niggas. Um, I guess y'all winning right now. That's that's really all I gotta say. I just wanted to make an observation with that. I can understand that. Um, I feel indifferent about this because I feel like there's some really, really hot music. And don't get me wrong, I like Drake. I don't feel like this is the best album, but I do like the album. It's something that you can <clears throat> definitely listen to. But so you took the whole top team? Mm. The, the whole top team. Okay, I'm gonna just leave that there. <laughs> I'm honestly, I, I'm not buying it. I don't know how any other way to say it than that, <laughs> but I'm not like. <laughs> I just, it just something in my gut is telling me this is superficial, and I just. I don't know. It doesn't. F- I like what? I okay. It's Drake. He has an a large influence, but for him to be nine of the ten songs, that's that's wow. Like a lot of people have dropped a lot of new music. Like it's a lot of stuff that's out right now. So for it to be, I'm just. Like, damn, he even number seven. Like, what the fuck? Like, ugh, come on now. Wow. I smell a scam. Okay. <laughs> is, is it payola? Like, what is it? But whatever it is, honey, you cannot see the lace on it. Okay. The wig is laid, whatever. And, hey, uh, checks is being cut clearly. Got baby hairs. The baby hairs is tattooed. You feel me? They on there forever. Mm. Like, the. <laughs> and i wanted to say i I probably let me i'm looking at the list now um i heard the one with jay-z these songs some of them i've never listened to so i'm just like wow wow way too sexy i'll give them that Mm -hmm. shout out to young thug I mean, it's just a popular song right now. So, okay, it may really be number one, but one through 10, like, man. I just sat here and I was just like, um, I went back and listened to some of these. I don't understand how he got all, almost all the top 10. Okay. He did hide a whole son, so I mean, hey. Oh, you, you know what? Let's let's go to the next topic. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, so there was a versus battle that happened this week, and it was between Jaru and Fat Joe. And Fat Joe got on that stage and chose violence and lost, by the way. You know what? I forgot how many hits Ja Rule really had. 
like, oh man, I really felt like what he was saying, music is timeless. I couldn't remember not a Fat Joe song except for maybe like three out of 20. So am I just too young or too dumb? Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I actually didn't get a chance to see it, but I did hear a lot about it. Um, <laughs> Fat Joe was giving out Birkins on stage. Like, okay. Um that's what's up you feel me like you gotta make the stage presence but i did hear that ja rule had a lot of good hits playing and you know just how j fat said it wasn't a lot of memorable uh fat joe tunes besides you feel me lean back which i think is one of his biggest hits like i remember leaning back on everything you feel me at some point in my life like I just was linked the fuck back like on whatever but um shout out to Ja Rule because I feel like he probably was the holy grail and held his way so I'm I'm going to check it out just on the the simple fact that him being a singing rapper like he was Fetty Wap before Fetty Wap so yeah I hear no lies um Jaru beat him to the white meat. Wow. Fat Joe, he was up there talking a lot of mess. He actually, I'm trying not to laugh. He actually called Vita and Little Mo dusty bitches. Are you serious? (laughs) What? (laughs) Wow. He he also said, uh, you got to find them bitches in the crack house. You have to go find them bitches in the crack house. Yo. <laughs> and he said that you need to feed them some hamburgers. He was no, like, he did not. He was like, you need to feed them. What? Joe. Joe, Joe. It was extremely rude, but it was funny, but it was rude. It was rude as fuck. Because they was actually on the stage. Like, after they got off the stage, he said that about them. And before they came on the stage, he called them Dusty. Wow. <laughs> Yo! That, that's so fucked up. Wow. He chose violence. He chose violence. But why oh, you say man. that about women and not Ja Rule? Like, he right there. Oh, like, he was dragging Ja Rule, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, did he say something about bologna sandwiches? I, I seen something like that. Like, did he, or was he talking about them being hungry? Like, I don't know, but I know something was said about bologna sandwiches. Um, I, I don't know if I made it that far. I had to pause it. I had to take a break. It was so much violence, and it was so much of Jaru whooping his ass. So I have to see the bologna sandwich comment. So Ja Rule chose violence. Okay, I got you. Yes. And I guess during the versus battle, Jermaine Dupree called out Diddy. And Diddy said that basically he's not on his level. He was like, um, I could beat you with Biggie and Mary J. Blige hits alone. And that's a versus battle I would like to see. <clears throat> So I'm gonna be honest, I've been waiting for this one. So Diddy, aka P Diddy, BKA, Puff Daddy, 
BKA. I don't even know if that makes sense or if that what if even that is a word. But um, love now. I think that's what you go by. I know you have Biggie's catalog, and I know you got some of little Kim's catalog, a whole bunch of people's catalog. But for you to sit here and say that this man is not on your level, you must have got that man like legacy that he has built for himself. On top of that, this man just got introduced into the what, Writers Hall of Fame. I think the levels is different, baby. I think you just like the fancy and show yours off. He ain't really caring about that. Clearly, his resume speaks way louder than yours. Ooh. Okay, nice little drag there. Okay, I think he has a little rug burn after that. <laughs> that made me mad. Y'all understand that one. Hmm. I mean, I feel it. I definitely agree because Jermaine Dupri is very, very talented. So I feel like for Mr. Sean Honeycomb's love, Puff Diddy, um, you know, you know, change my name every season, every year, whatever. I feel the evolution. Okay. But you're not really evolving enough to the fact to see the greatness in somebody else to think that you're so big. Like, okay, you got bank, you got pocket, but this man literally is has has written a lot of this music. He's worked with a lot of artists who have been able to cross over and music. Like, the talent is there. So for him to say, no, nah, I'm not fucking with you, I'm fucking with Dre. Dre can only see me eye to eye. Like, are you talking about your pocket or are you really talking about your talent? Because... You be busting out more dance moves, for real, for real. But hey, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. Maybe that's why he feel like Dre can see him eye to eye because they was both dancers. Like, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's what he going on. But Jermaine Dupri, it, it's, it would have been a good thing to see, and I feel like it's a chance. Like he needs to have a chance with Diddy, but. Fuck it. If that nigga won't see it, so... Oh, well. My thing is, Miss Diddy come outside. He called you out. I mean, you this grand girl. Prove it. Come outside. Literally. That's it. So, I don't know if y'all got a chance. I know, um, Aqua Bree, you have an iPhone. Have you seen the iPhone 13? Yes, I did. It was like cinematic. Do you see yourself getting it in the future? Um, I don't know, like yes and no. I I kind of just got my phone not too long ago, so I'm still like feel me getting cool with it, but I definitely feel like that phone, the 13, would probably be a really good investment, especially like if you are doing photography or trying to, you know, build your brand up in that way, just for the quality. Um, so I'm I'm thinking about it. It's damn near as much as an expensive camera would be. So I'm hoping that it's able to project just as much as that. So what about you, though? 
iPhone can definitely sponsor No Tea, No Shade if they would like to. If they would like to give me um, an iPhone 13 so I can do a review, I'm totally down with that. Um, I thought it looked pretty rad. And I wouldn't mind checking it out, especially if they want to sponsor us. <laughs> what about you, J-Fats? You better throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not really an iFanboy. Uh, not my thing. It looks like a cute phone and uh, really nice features, really nice gown. Okay. So this is where the real mess starts. Okay. So this week, <laughs> the Met Gala took place, and hoes showed up looking like do-rags, Captain Crunch bowls, and trash bags. <clears throat> Full of foolishness these rich people was doing. They was out here looking extra regular with a tad of hot mess like I, I don't know what else to say like it wasn't the best year for the Met Gala I'm gonna just say this I think the perfect meme for uh the Met Gala <laughs> it made an X-Men reference that basically the Met Gala was a unfit <laughs> the Met Gala I can't even remember it now darn basically how the Met Gala was trash and that uh Hellfire Gala was everything if anybody's an X-Men fan that has read any of those comics, the Matt Gala fashion was every fucking thing. Oh, it was a, it was great artwork. But besides the point, if you think about what the Matt Gala has and what ha- in the past, it's been avant-garde fashion from American artists. And it's, it's, oh my God, this is everything. You can't wait to see what they bring to the Matt Gala. This, some of this shit was basic bitch one-on-one and one-on-two. And maybe one on three. But ain't no bitch get to a five-star status. Now, I will say this, that I'm not saying every dress was ugly. No. But it was basic. It was basic red carpet. I'm going to look real cute. It was like, literally, I'm going to grab this off my shelf. Girl, dust that old wig off for me, and we got a day. That It was it. It was like, it wasn't no boom. Oh, my God. Yes. Ooh. Oh, it, it just left me with, hi, bye. I'm about to go put back on these jogger pants. So I definitely feel the same. Honestly, I feel like a lot of people dressed comfortably, but it was fashionable. But you could tell that they probably was like, oh, I got this shit at home or it's it's in a closet or let me just pick up this quick rental real quick. It wasn't artistic. Now, it was some people who had very artistic outfits that I did like a lot. Um, and I think that it was on point with the theme like Iman. Um, I also like Pharrell, his wife. I know they had like the leather, whatever, Western outfit, but I think that it was really symbolic, symbolic to uh, the theme. Uh, it was really sleek. It was clean, but um, not a lot of like not a lot of people 
did the the most and that's what you expect when you see the Met Gala so I feel like maybe the performances was better than it looks honestly so it was it was some it was some people that did their thing but hopefully next year is better this was just coming off of COVID so we we gonna let them get a pass or you know maybe they just had to re-up this year get their head in the game you know high school musical whatever it is but next year I'm looking for better like y'all said hopefully next year is better the girls um they didn't know the assignment there but god bless them that brings us to the VMAs. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. So the VMAs ratings were down. Do y'all think um, award shows still hold the same significance as they used to, like back in the day before social media? No. Yeah, that's a strong no. Why why do you think the bar is so low? <laughs> because the okay, you have to put us in a wormhole here. Like uh, a rabbit hole, I mean. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Music is not the same anymore. Music is not the same. Going back to what Ja Rule said, <clears throat> it's timeless. We don't have that no more. It's quick money, quick fame. So when you see some of these artists up here now who get these awards and in categories with people who really deserve these type of awards, people like, it's the same thing. She gonna get it, he gonna get it, he gonna get it, he gonna get it, she gonna get it, okay, it's done. Performances are mediocre. Don't nobody sit here and real sing no more. It's just like, it's, it's, it's pointless to watch it. I can go watch Big Brother, let's go. I definitely agree. I think the the music is not the same. So the influence that people's mindset has to watch these music awards, like their attention span has gone away. I feel like now if this was on social media at the hands, like on their cell phone where it's literally in their hands, it may have been a different um type of viewing because people are on their phones and doing stuff on social media more than anything like, like people have more to say about it on social media than they actually watched it so i think that that says a lot too about how the influence music has you know on social media and you know vice versa so i don't know i, I I'm not taking the time out of my day to make sure that I'm watching these award shows like all the time or like mentally preparing myself because like when I was a kid, it was a big thing. Like, oh my God, like MTV is about to come on. We about to see our favorite performances, like our best song that we've been listening to, but it's not, it's not sticking like it used to. And I don't know if it's just because how times are changing or has things just become less relatable in that way like what is it really so I think that it 
requires us to ask ourselves a deeper question like how much are we really connecting to the stuff that's in our lives and that we you know part have ourselves participate in or with every day so I definitely feel a cultural shift versus when I was coming up like I always been a bit of a pop culture savant where I love the BET Awards or the MTV Music Awards. It was like a spectacle. It was full of excitement with thrilling performances. And these days, uh, and you saw big stars, you saw all the hottest people in music at the moment would be there and they would be performing. And if they wasn't performing, they would be presenting and they were all in the audience. Nowadays, um, I, I agree with both of y'all. Um, I can see social media kind of killing that part of the music entertainment shows, the music uh, award shows, because there was no, I mean, there were some stars there, but it was really none of the hottest stars at the moment there. And the performances were, to be fair, mediocre. Like, I'm not even just trying to drag them. But a lot of it wasn't thrilling. Um, I, I can really count on my hand the performances that were great. But a lot of it was just a bunch of mediocre talent. And I was just curious to know how y'all felt about that and what y'all thought. Um, were there any performances that stood out to you, good or bad? Just going off of what you said. Uh, I... And it's sad to say, and it has a lot to do with social media, and it has a lot to do with people just don't want to sit down and watch TV like they used to. But performance-wise, that shit could have kicked dust. You could have just presented awards all night. Like, real (laughs) shit. (laughs) Like, I, I can really count only four performances that I really, really enjoyed out of the whole entire night. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and this is literally in order. Normani, Chloe, Buster Rhymes, Ed Sheeran. Like, that's sad. And y'all had all these performers and like, who was this Olivia girl? And come to find okay. out going around, And come to find out after listening to her music, half your shit is stolen from Hazy. I'm like, I can't. I can't, I can't deal with the shenanigans. I can't deal with the fucking shenanigans. This is what you give us. This, this is what you give us. We've been in quarantine. And you give us this shit. And then the fashion, I, I'm done. I, I can't deal no more. <laughs> and then Madonna brought her ass out there looking like an episode of Botched. Child. What was that about? Who I, I don't know. Showing off that plastic booty. Girl. I was confused. <laughs> When? When did it happen? Baby, who knows with Madonna? <laughs> who knows? Was it BC? AC? Like, Madonna been for a long time. Like, how did we not see this ass growing on her? Like, what? It had to be BC. I'm saying, because she turned around and it was just there. Like, excuse me. It was lopsided. And no shit. Fire! <laughs> Like, real talk, and I just wanted to make sure this wasn't me, and I don't know if she had no medical issues, if I'm going to be honest. Um, 
but baby can't walk in heels no more because she like okay. she was about to collapse. And I, I'm just so tired of the mediocre performances. Like, oh, it was painful watching Olivia get up there when her mic was off. Maybe I'm just too old to understand, but I just miss when the pop stars had talent like even though britney wasn't the best singer she would give you a nasty boom cat and be living in it mm-hmm. we had christina it was moments like now i just feel like it's just mediocre after mediocre after mediocre person and it's we have to accept it so <clears throat> i'm gonna be 100 percent honest about the little Nas x performance It was okay. If I had to put a fifth on there, I'll give it to him. But, homies, leave choreography alone. It's not your thing. And it's okay. <laughs> it's not everybody's thing. Like, it's not everybody's thing. Like, real shit. But, homie, leave it alone. Just, okay. Just, just like two, two steps. Two steps. Do your, uh, um, Old town road two step. I don't know, homie, but you you just leave it alone. Not that old town road two step. Oh my gosh, bring the horses back. Wow. Yes. Yes. Go back to that old town road. Take your horse down that old town road again. <laughs> I think that he <laughs> just couldn't do. He couldn't multitask. That's what I think it was. Like it, it was too many things to break the focus, and it was. It, he was too, you know, too much going on in the mind. You know, the 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 heart and the in the body was misaligned. I just feel like Chloe and Normani, they're the only two girls, the only two performers who really, other than Buster Rhymes and Ed Sheeran, like you said, but that did choreography and put together a stage performance, it was the only one that was like fulfilling for me. It, it tasted like season, like seasoning food. You know what I mean. Everything else felt L- literally and nothing it, was on that shit but salt. Bland. No, salt no, as hell. no pepper was used on that shit. It was just salt. Salt, unseasoned. <laughs> like what? <laughs> if you go somewhere, you want the you want to seem like somebody made love to this to this food, but then you get this and it's just. Oh, it was right Boom. It didn't nourish the heart or the soul. It didn't nourish me. So, right. And Busta Rhymes, I mean, I know y'all really liked his performance. Okay. He was really entertaining, but homie was couldn't rap the words all the way. He, when he had, when he hit the, I was like, oh, okay. You feel me? You doing what I do. Will you be doing that? So just to know that you doing it too was was wild. Like I felt, I felt exposed. Like this man on TV doing what I be doing. Like he him, I, he felt me because I look up to you being the only person that I know that got enough breath control to do that. You know I can't do that. I'm trying to keep up with you in the car. I'm trying to keep up with you when I'm washing my... When I'm, I'm doing it. I'm trying. But the fact that I was doing what you was doing at the same time, yo, that, I just... I'm not over that part. But shout out to the hype man because he, he had the words when he didn't. So, 
hey, it was classic. I, I messed with it for that. What did y'all think of um, Chloe and Normani's performance? Oh, it's just like breath, fresh air. Like, <clears throat> let's start with Chloe. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie, when I first watched it, I had some reservations, you know. It, I don't know, it, it just didn't hit for me the first time. But then after watching it the second and fifth and tenth time, I said, okay, bitch, you actually did really fuck it up. Yes, Ken. Um, <clears throat> the singing, the the breathing, like it was it was everything. Don't get me wrong, and I know everybody has been saying this, and kudos. But I'm not gonna lie, she gave me B all on stage, but in Chloe. Like, it was Chloe, but it was like the energy, the full pack, it was like, no, bitch, I came here to slay. This is my first performance, live of my music. You're going to eat this the fuck up. And then even hearing the audience sing the song, oh, I was in heaven. Yes. Yeah, I definitely give her all kudos and praises because she went out there and she did her thing. She really did. And the energy, just how you were speaking on it, it was so like, I could tell she was working closely with Beyonce because it gave me very much I'm her protege. Like, this is somebody who helped me fine tune my shit. But it was very much herself and she embodied it. And I I was like, who is this girl? Like, who she killed. And I feel like she came out there and she made a statement. And it was definitely one to remember. When you think about the 2021 VMAs and the headliners, she is going to be a performance that you're going to remember years down the road because not only was this her first performance coming out as a solo artist blase blase but she also made the night rememberable so I definitely want to give her her kudos because girl you own the stage and you you proved it to yourself so she killed she did her thing I really loved once again, Black women save the night. My girl Chloe's mic was on, hair was flipping. When the camera was on, she was in her zone. There's no denying her talent, her voice, her work ethic. You girls are gonna wake up cause Chloe is motherfucking here, bitch. And Normani is here to fucking slay. Y'all thought y'all had my, y'all had my girl fucked up not having her originally on the fucking show. She should have been there the whole time because she saved your raggedy ass, mediocre fucking show. Normani, shut it the fuck down. Chloe, shut it the fuck down. You bitches could never. And when I say you bitches could never, I'm talking about everybody else who motherfucking performed except for Busta and fucking Ed Sheeran. All you other girls, y'all need to go back to the drawing board because she showed you what class is. She showed you what elevation is. She showed you the game. She showed you the ropes. And I have someone special here with me. And I just wanted to get their opinion. Um, we're going to call them Brown Sugar. What you think? What's your opinion? 
Listen, I know we're not talking about we talking about Chloe mm-hmm. and Imani. Mm-hmm. Like we just ate it all up. Like what can be said? They did the job. They did what was supposed to be done. Period. Period. <laughs> I mean, they just left it there. Boom. And that dedication that Janet Jackson and Imani did. Come on now. Yes. Okay. I need everybody to go ahead and shut up and have a seat or do something. Sit in the corner. Watch. <laughs> On period, on everything. I, you know what? I, I gotta say this just because of the fact is I kind of skipped over Normani and I feel bad. Normani, and this is everything. You have my number one performance. You fucked that night up. You slayed. I have to backpack off of all of what y'all said. Normani slayed the girls. And you know what? I have to give this one performance a shout out, even if it's all on my worst list. Normani came to prove you wrong, Miss Camilla or Camille, whatever your name is. She came to prove you wrong. Oh, Jack. Oh, I, for, I forgot oh. about that hoe. Thank you for reminding me. We don't know her. Yes. No, we don't. Exactly. We don't know her. I'm just saying we don't know her. And Normani showed us she didn't know you. They just saved your life, Kimma Cabell, ho. I was about yes. to ask you again. Bojack. I'm just saying. Did she fake her? girl. <laughs> Whoa, she was up there looking Allegedly. like 16 and pregnant <laughs> Allegedly Allegedly So I did skip over Normani I just want to give her all praises Because she went out there and she saved the show Literally just to piggyback off All of y'all She did her thing and she should have been the first headliner instead of us hearing Bojack's name. We should have heard Normani first. And it's disrespectful to not have put her on that headline and she literally headlined your show without you even giving her the fair chance and opportunity that she deserved and has worked hard for creatively and artistically in this industry. So shout out to Black women for doing a damn thing and proving to the world that that's what they do regardless and you ain't gotta hate even if you do hate we still gonna get it done so shout out to uh chloe and normani i I completely agree with you i completely agree with you but a special shout out to normani because she wasn't even booked like the other girls were she they booked her at the last minute yeah somebody canceled so she needs a yes we're gonna clap it up and, and had everybody in sync. Say that. She knew they was going to call. She had it together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She definitely did what was needed to be done. So shout out to Normani um, and Chloe Bailey. Uh, I guess y'all will, that wraps up the VMAs. So that is the end of the tea room. And now we have Mo Health. Okay, so I'm Awkward Bree, a.k.a. Mo2Cap, and today I will be leading our Mo Health segment. So today I just wanted to talk about um, something simple uh, that everybody can do if you are feeling stress, um, anxiety, and literally within five minutes, or literally you could do it in 30 seconds. So I wanted to just talk about uh, mindful breathing. So basically, mindful breathing is focusing your energy and your breath um, for a certain amount of time, um, just on calming your anxiety, 
um, in your body so you can bring, you know, your processors down. The simplest way to do it um, is basically focusing your attention on something and slowly doing inhales and exhales. So I'm going to just give you um, some few little tips of the best ways to do this. So the first thing that you want to do um, before you start mindful breathing is find a relaxed, comfortable position. So whether, you know, you can stand and do this or you can be sitting down. Um, sometimes I like to do it sitting in Indian style, but if I'm at work and, so, and somebody just got on my nerves, you feel me? I'm standing up. So it's really about your environment and what's comfortable to you. So you can either uh, close your eyes or maybe some people find it uh, easier to put their hands behind their head to get them to focus on their breathing. Um, but your focus is just relaxing your body, getting your, getting your body to calm down and focus your breathing to align it with your breaths. I know I just said a lot of words, but um, the next thing you could do too is whenever you feel that your mind is wandering, when you are trying to focus on your breathing, um, try to keep your focus on one thing. So if you are upset or if you are feeling anxious, and this is the reason why you need to do a deep breathing exercise or meditation in the moment, try to keep your mind away from what caused you to have to calm yourself. So think about... Um, whatever it is that will take you away. So if you got a vacation for next week and you're at work and you're stressed out, breathe, <laughs> breathe it out and focus on your vacation. Or if you know you got this pizza at home and you was looking forward to it all day, focus on that. But whatever it is, you just want to bring your focus and your attention away from whatever it is that's causing your body stress and you want to be able to breathe it through instead of allowing that energy to sit in your body and manifest as something else later on. So the last thing that you want to do when you are doing um, these deep breathings is one, the most beneficial time to do it for is for five to seven minutes. So you will get the most uh, responses if you could do it the longer the better but if it is something that you could do for 30 seconds to one minute it is also very beneficial <clears throat> to resetting your mind as well but the last thing that you want to do is you want to check in and out with your body once you're done doing deep breathing meditation or just calm it down because sometimes when you're doing this breathing your body still can be feeling adrenaline so if you do need more time to do it, just listen to your body so you're not reacting on anxiety. So that was just a few simple tips that I do. Um, I know everybody is different, but I really do recommend practicing deep breathing because it's better to think about what you're doing before you're just acting. And I know a lot of times in our lives we have been in a lot of circumstances where we probably just wanted to react so just think about it and breathe it out before reacting and just take some time. So again, I'm Awkward Bree, aka Mo2 Cap, and that was today's Mo Health segment. Yes, inhale, exhale, woo Right? 
So this week we're going to do something different. Um, me and Jay Fats are going to combine our segments and we're going to call it Tunes in a Booth and put together a Spotify playlist for y'all of all the hosts music that we're listening to at the moment. So y'all can look forward to that. And we are at the assignment. So let me let me say this. She gave you a new cut, a new color, a new a new moment, an iconic presence. Both of these girls, we were just talking about them, and it's only right that we honor excellence, we honor professionalism. We honor good edges. Well, we honor black girl magic. We honor soul and rhythm. It's only right that we give the assignment to Miss Normani and Chloe Bailey. Yes. They did. Yes. They did Come on. Yes, they, yes, yes. They did it. They 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 played. They played. Sorry. And I see a, a lot of hypercriticism when it comes to Chloe Bailey. And I just want to say to her, you know, you that chick when you cause all this conversation. <laughs> like they can't take you. Your presence is powerful. Never forget that. Keep your head up. Normani, keep your foot on their necks. Y'all are those girls, period. So that is the end of our show. And I had a lot of fun. I did too. I'm so happy to be here with you guys and so happy that we got to discuss this and get this off our chest because I know it's been been a rough week. Yes. Anything y'all want to plug before we get out of here? Well, Everybody, you know, you can reach me at J underscore fat 30 on Instagram. And I have been posting some <clears throat> some links to the shows on my new Facebook page also. And that is literally J Fat. Um, you can definitely find me on there. Um reply, send messages, let me know what y'all want to hear, and we can definitely get that out there to y'all. Bree, uh, awkwardsoul.com, uh, currently in the works and doing a lot of upgrades and trying to communicate, trying to communicate with people and wanting to collab. Um, still got a lot of new projects that are on the way in the works that I'm excited to share. So definitely be on the lookout. Um, and yeah, just definitely keeping it no tea, uh, no shade. Yes. Um, you can follow me at underscore I-L-L-W-I-N on all social media. You can also listen to me on KFAI Fresh Air Community Radio, 90.3 FM in the Twin Cities and around the world at KFAI.org. You can stream me on all streaming services by typing in Ilwin. I just put out two songs, Spicy and TMZ. 
So I would appreciate if people would check those out and let me know what you think about that. And love and light. And good chicken. <laughs> love and light. Good night. Love and light. <laughs> Murder on the beach so it's not nice. Food is so big. Word. Lord, have mercy. I keep pausing like I do. I keep flossing like I do. I keep saucing like I do. I keep causing like you do. All these eyes up in my jeans. You can get up in between. You're trying to get up as of me. I can teach you a couple things. Why you looking at me like I ain't give you no choice? If I got the three, that you be on your knees. You ever win like Cartier. Oh, you can't get this thickness out of your mind. He say he like that laffy daffy. So goofy, call me daddy He go stupid, he go daffy Introduce me to his daddy He can never live without me I'm so real, I never capping If he got it like that, like that I can take it, take it there Cause my Food is so big, work, Lord Have Teach you a couple things.